Welcome to Book Banter with me, your host, Diane Burkhart. I hope you will join me every Wednesday as we explore all things to do with, well, <laughs> books. Let's get on with our show today. Hello, my happy people. Today is August 17th, 2022. Welcome to the podcast. Sorry that this one is coming out a little bit later than normal, but we had some unexpected technical difficulties, but everything is all sorted out now and we can bring you the second half of our interview with Lisa Silloway, the social media professor. You're going to like what she has to say today. Now we're picking up where we left off, where we were talking about using filters to create videos, to advertise whatever business it is that you're in. And don't forget at the end of this podcast, we will have the writing prompt challenge prompt for this week. You can check out the links for everything that we talk about in our show today in the description of the podcast on whatever platform you're listening on, or go to my website, burkhartbooks.com slash podcast, where you can find our podcast on there. And it will have all of the links there as well. So why don't we get to it? Here is the rest of our interview with Lisa Silloway, the social media professor. I don't even bother with the filter. It's more, you know, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> I've always been, this is me. <laughs> well, you know, I go back and forth with that. And I think that's one of the reasons I do more for my clients than I do for myself, because I have this image of what my business and the social media professor should be. She's mm-hmm. elegant. She's always wears beige for some reason in my head. <laughs> I wear stilettos. I carry a designer bag. You know, that's when I see myself in that role as a successful businesswoman mm-hmm. between the clients and the training. That's, that's the version of me that I see. But the version of me that's authentic, uh, I've got on a pair of Nike Air Force that are pretty worn out, and I've got on some riches that I picked up at Walmart, and I've got a t-shirt on from the restaurant that I talked about earlier. That's just me. So I'm probably the worst person, because when I when I try to do my, my social media, I have this image of who the successful me is, but... Yeah, she plays with guinea pigs too, I guess, and and likes to likes to go fishing down in at the lake. But that's not who I am. So I'm I'm struggling with that. I think a lot of us, especially us women, and probably us older women, really struggle with that. See, and I think that's one thing that has always made me very different from a lot of other people because <laughs> since birth, according to my mother. I've always had this, I don't care <laughs> attitude. Yeah. It's like, this is me. You like it? Great. If you don't, I don't care. <laughs> I, I worry about whether or not I'm happy with me. And if I'm okay with yeah. me, then it doesn't matter what anybody else thinks. Yeah. No, I get that. My grandmother, she was always old. She had my mother when she was 42, I think. And then my mom had me at 37. Oh, wow. So... She was never nothing but old in my head. But I still remember her telling me once that, um, because I was pretty, uh, pretty scary looking as a middle schooler and pretty awkward, even more than now. And uh, I remember her telling me, you know what? If they don't like it, 
they don't have to look. Yeah. I think for my appearance, I mean, I do play with filters because it, it is fun. And I, that way I don't have to put on makeup, too. But I kind of maybe even approach social media that way a little bit. You know, it's every post is not for everybody. Every client is not for everybody. You might be able to look at my uh, my jerky client, my meat client, and say, yeah, she took some good pictures, but you're never ordering it. You probably wouldn't follow it because you're, you're vegan. So it's not for everybody. I'm not for everybody. And and that's kind of tough in this, this social media world where we have to put ourselves out there in order to be successful, consistent business people. It's uh, You're putting yourself out there for rejection all the time, and it's, it's tough. Oh, yeah. I always just kind of think, you know, if they don't like it, they don't have to look. How do you approach a new client? Probably my first step is the one that's the most annoying to my clients. I take my time. Mm-hmm. You know, they see, they see established social media presences where they can pivot. In fact, while we've been talking, one of my clients that deals with mortgages, I just posted something about the interest rate here in the U.S. going up. Oh, wow. Um, to counteract inflation. And I just posted that really quickly. They're used to everybody being able to pivot quickly, but they don't understand that there's that long-term plan that you put in place to lead up to a holiday, to lead up to a sale, to just establish yourself. And I, I like to take the time to figure out those keywords. I want to get 50, 60 hashtags so that I can rotate some of them. And I want to know the business. If I was going to take on a, a writer like you, mm-hmm. um, well, I've already read your books, so that's not really a <laughs> fair comparison. But if I hadn't read any of your books, I would have to read the books. As a former English teacher, you know, I would sit down and I'd kind of do some analysis. I, I would want to look at your statistics. I'd want to see who your fans are, who's buying from you, what location they're buying from, so that I could start working on geotags. There's all of this that goes into a post that could even look like you just threw it out there, but you've done all this back-end work. You know, you analyze their website, you analyze the competition's website, you look at their keywords. There's just, there's so much. And I usually try and keep it to two to three weeks before I'm really heavily posting for them. But if you do it right, you just, you have to dig in. And I think, you know, any of your writer friends that are, that are listening, they just need to take that step back and do a little extra research, you know, pretend you're writing your master's thesis <laughs> and really just dig in because that makes the next six months so much easier and uh, lets you pivot. You know, I already had hashtags and keywords and some copy developed because I kind of knew the interest rate was going up again and this client would want to react to it. So it went up about noon and he's already had two posts that I've sent out about it. So it's that prep work. And I know they want me to get in there in the next morning and start posting, but I usually don't. And, and that's usually the, the, the first step. And then I just kind of start crafting stuff and see what sticks. <laughs> so now how important do you think it is for small businesses to have their own specific website for their business? Oh, you have to. You're not considered valid to Gen Z, especially. Well, if you don't have social media for Gen Z, they don't, you're done. 
if they can't find you on Instagram or TikTok, then you don't exist. <laughs> but, you know, some, some of the younger, the millennials, they grew up with it. If you don't have a website, that's like not having an ad in the phone book when I was young. Yeah. People could find you. So 100%, even if it's one page with a link to your Amazon books, author's bio, links to any articles that have been written about you. The young people like to scroll. You can just make one big long page. <laughs> as long as you've got that, you're valid. If you don't have that, if they just you just don't exist in those young folks' world. My youngest, she's 14. If it's not on TikTok, that's where she goes to look stuff up, to look up a restaurant or look up a clothing brand. She goes to TikTok. I do have a TikTok account for Burkhart Books, but I have not done anything with it yet. I've started doing it, and I'm not real consistent with it yet. Because I don't think my life's that interesting, but vlogs, V-L-O-G, like a mini vlog of your day, video blog. Mm -hmm. I've started doing that on days where I'm not sitting at my desk the whole day. So like today, I went to a ladies' luncheon, and then we played bingo, and I didn't win anything. I played with the kitten this morning, so I got a cute video of the kitten. I'm getting ready to do a photo shoot here in about an hour, so I'll incorporate some of those raw photos into it. And then, I don't know if I mentioned it, I'm still at my friend's restaurant, even though she's gone. They have a fantastic new owner, and he asked me to come back. I call that my joy hustle, if from Wichita, really no barbecue company. But... You know, I'm going to take a little snippet here and there of whatever I'm doing. And then at, before I go to bed at night, I put it together with a little bit of corny music that's trending and slap it out there with the words mini vlog on it. And at least I'm present. I don't know if anybody cares what a 51 year old woman's doing, but <laughs> my face is out there. See, I know I need to start doing that. I bought a backdrop to help hide some of the, the garbage that's behind me in my office. So that it looks yeah. like a nice wooden wall back there now. And I've got my circle light and I've got my stand and I just need to actually do it. Yeah, it's tough. I'm not a fan. <laughs> no, wait, I take that back. I love TikTok. <laughs> I can go down that rabbit hole and stay there for hours. But, <laughs> yeah, it's. I, I'm not sure it's the best place for um, Gen X. Considering it's like, I'm a client who's coming to you and I want to hire you to take care of my social media. What services do you supply for your clients? Oh, gosh. Uh, soup to nuts. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm kind of a jack of all trades a little bit right now because whatever they need is kind of what I do. And if I can't do it, I got somebody that I've already worked with in the past and I can either outsource or they can go directly to them. You know, I have everything from small packages for folks that just need to be out there. Probably one of the best examples of that is that I, I have a client sells AED, you know, the little things if your heart stops. Oh, yeah. That are, you know, in the hallways or they're in gyms and they're at sporting arenas. And he does that. And he teaches CPR, and he also checks them and inspects them yearly for everybody. Even if he you didn't buy from him, he goes out and he's a really good guy. Nobody's really going to go look for him for, like, uplifting 
content. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Nobody's, you know, I mean, he's, he had a few that were, were good examples and videos of somebody being revived or brought back to life, but you have to blur faces and it's just not a good company to go viral. Yeah. And it never will. But the young people, that's where they go first. They go to TikTok, they go to Instagram, they go to Facebook. If they've got a question or if their business is thinking about getting one, that's where they're going to go first. May not go directly to the website. So I always called those Yellow Pages ads. And if you're young, the Yellow Pages were a big, thick book that got delivered to your house once a year that had every business in your town listed. And uh, those are just a few posts maybe two posts a week and make sure their Google My Business is uh, updated. And it goes all the way up to constantly changing your website to doing videos and doing original photography. I've got a photo shoot later tonight for a lady that makes the best cream puffs in town. So, you know, I can kind of do the whole shebang. I've directed commercials and written commercials for people and created websites for people. I also do print stuff if they need it. So, I uh, kind of try to be an agency all in one person. doesn't always work, but that's my goal. Because I like working with the small businesses. And uh, they can't pay that $20,000 for a logo. But they can pay me three hundred. You know, it might not be iconic like the McDonald's Golden Arches or the Nike swoosh. But I can get them something recognizable and get them something to put on their business cards. I kind of do whatever needs doing. If that makes sense. (laughs) You mentioned something in there that I wanted to ask you about. You said constantly changing your website. So you should always be constantly updating the information or changing the design or both? Uh, Information. You're correct. I should have been clear on that. I do change some graphics out seasonally, usually, or for sales or for, you know, if a business is going to be closed for a week or two for um, staff vacation. But yeah, you need to you need to keep that content updated because Google likes that. Even if you just put in a new paragraph here or there or uh, update things, Google notices and Google likes that. I don't know if you ever even looked at my webpage, but I did like a massive redesign this last year where I took, I had stephenburkhart.com and dianeburkhart.com, which were separate domains. And I melded them all together underneath BurkhartBooks.com instead. Oh, that's perfect. Like that was the the massive undertaking that I've been doing at the beginning of this year that was actually part of the reason it was keeping me from finishing the last book in my book series. (laughs) It was because I just fell into this rabbit hole of redesigning all of the web stuff. It can happen. Yeah, too easy. uh, The nice thing about you being able to do it yourself or me working with a small business, for example, that really just has the one point person. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it doesn't, the more people you get involved, the worse it, it is and the longer it takes. Yeah. <laughs> In between all of the educational stuff and starting my own business, I spent years as an agency employee doing marketing and advertising. Most of the time when I was teaching, it was part time. Mm-hmm. until the very end when they needed a full-time instructor. So I, I've got years in those agencies. And one in particular, it was supposed to be a one to a $2 million website. The first million they wanted us to spend doing the research and 
getting everything lined up perfectly. We spent a year and then gave them that basis. They didn't go with it. They just decided to change the look and feel. And they only changed the had us change the look and feel and a little bit of content on the homepage. And they paid $2 million for it. Wow. That agency. Which, you know, they were happy to do. It's a huge company. But nobody could agree. And I think that's one of the things I like about working with folks like you and, you know, smaller businesses is that you can get stuff done. It's just so much nicer. (laughs) If somebody would like to contact you about hiring you to do their social media, how do people get in contact with you? It is lisasilloway.com. And I do have a link in the podcast description so people can find you easily. I would say going out to my website, lisasilloway.com, and that's L-I-S-A-S-I-L-L-A-W-A-Y.com. That is my marketing business. I also, and it's not up yet, (laughs) but it'll be up within the next six weeks, I've uh, decided to kind of go back to my teaching roots, and I'm starting the Social Media Professors Academy because that's what I go by as a social media professor. So I'll start teaching online, some free, some longer sessions that are beyond a webinar where we need to actually work on things together and develop plans. And that'll be the socialmediaprofessor.academy. Oh, nice. So a couple of different places to find me, and I'm the social media professor all over social media. And I do and have links to some of those. about 70 and kind of doesn't have much hair, that's not me. Yeah, I actually, I found him when I was Googling you. <laughs> yeah. Is there anything else you think that we should cover? I would just want to encourage people, even though it's not always fun to put your face out there, and it's not always fun to take those kind of risks. I don't dance on social media, for example, but other women my age do, and it catches people's eyes. So, you know... Maybe learn the Lizzo dance and have fun doing it. Bring your kids out and learn how to do a dance. Film yourself, you know, riding with your cat sitting on your lap. (laughs) Whatever it is, whatever kind of makes you, you, and makes you unique, go ahead and put your face out there. It's scary, and I don't like doing it, but in this market and this world, that's where we've got to be. I know I use Shaggy a lot. He's my little mascot. And he's adorable, so (laughs) I post him on their things. (laughs) He heard his name. He's in here now. (laughs) Do you think it's important to just focus on like one or two social media platforms or should you try and spread out across all of them? Spread out. Because you can repurpose your content. You don't have to say, okay, I'm going to do this on Facebook and this on Instagram. Now, that's nice if you have time to do those things and kind of settle yourself into different genres or different voices for each one, custom mm-hmm. to the the group that's, you know, on TikTok or Facebook, because Facebook does tend to skew a little older. But, you know, just repurpose your content. If you do a video that you're putting on TikTok, go ahead and stick it out on on Facebook, stick it out on Instagram Reels. Yeah. It doesn't hurt anything. And all it can do is make your life a little easier. Thank you so much for joining me today. It has been wonderful talking to you. It's been good talking to you too. A lot of fun. Thank you. Whenever you decide to have your academy up and running, 
I'd like to have you back and talk about your school and what you can do for people with the classes. That would be fun. I would appreciate that. Thank you for joining us, and you have a good day. Oh, you have a good one, too. And there you have it, my happy people, the second half and the conclusion to our interview with Lisa Silloway, the social media professor. If you need somebody to help you with your social media, be sure to look her up. I have links to some of her social media in the description of this podcast. And now it's time for our writing prompt challenge prompt. Today's prompt is actually going to be fairly short, but for some reason it cracks me up every time that I read this one. So your prompt for today is... He dialed the number and waited for it to ring. He was hoping that he would immediately hear a human's voice on the other end. But when the connection clicked through, he heard that same message he always dreaded. Now it's time for you to finish that experience. Be sure to send us in whatever you come up with after you complete this writing prompt. And we are going to start reading some on air soon. And we will be choosing one story every three to six months to pick to send a prize to. I hope we hear from you soon. And now it is that time again for everyone to go forth and be happy. Thank you.